The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big game going down tonight. The Jazz taking on the Phoenix Suns. Tip-off coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage here on The Zone begins at 7. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, former Jazz man, legendary University of Utah Ute, and current analyst for the Phoenix Suns. We're going to hold on for a second. Apparently, we're having a phone problem. Man, I thought that was one of my better intros, too. I know. You were winding up. You had it going. That would look like a Juan Marshall. How do you say his name? Marshall. All right. Should we try it again, then just like in fast-forward mode? You know. Sure. Uh, Joining us now, former jazz man, legendary University of Uden, current analyst for the Phoenix Suns. He is Tom Chambers with us here on The Big Show. Tom, thank you for a few moments. How are you? My pleasure. How are you guys? Everything's great here. I'm sitting out in the sun. Can't complain. It's actually getting kind of warm. But I uh, love it. Love it. Awesome. And, hey, we should have one heck of a basketball game on our hands tonight. Give us a little tale of the tape as you see it. Why, two, you know, two teams that have done it the right way. I mean, they built their teams the right way. You know, you added a free agent. We added a free agent and built through the draft. And, and uh, now, you know, kind of at the top of the West, which is a real fun thing. But obviously the the Jazz team has been, you know, good for a long time. They bolstered themselves last year when you know when Bogdanovich got hurt, bringing in Marks uh, and really helped them. Now they've got more scoring than they've had in, in any, you know, since I can remember. So they're a tough team. They're a tough team to guard, and uh, and they do a great job of guarding. Tom Chris uh, Paul gets a lot of credit for his influence on the Suns. Can you give us a little detail on that? How, how what effect has he had? Well, he's had, you know, so much effect. I mean, every single play, every single possession is vital to him in his mind. So he just holds everybody accountable into a, to a high standard, no standard higher than he holds himself to. And uh, and his intensity, you know, his work ethic, you know, the fact that he's been there, he's done that. Um, everybody listens and, and uh, you know, even the coaches, but he's just such a knowledgeable person in the game of basketball and plays at such an intense level on every every single possession and and that's just something great for the young guys to learn how to play hard and play the right way what impact has he had on devin booker i just believe the intensity you know uh most importantly for devin it's just winning he's been so frustrated here for a long period of time was not winning basketball games so just as soon as the win started to come with chris paul it's just been you know but devin is just He's even more focused than he was before. He always was focused, but he sees what can happen if you really are dialed in every single possession. And now, you know, he doesn't have to score on every possession to, for the Suns to have a chance to win. And, you know, there's so many guys that can, can fill it up. So he's just he's playing the game the right way. When the Suns need a basket, certainly he can go get it. But if somebody's open, he's going to hit the open man just like everybody else. So these teams share another thing in common. They're both uh, their net ratings are really high. I don't think it really surprises anyone that the Suns can score the ball. What's happening defensively that's been so effective, though? 
We've got a bunch of guys that play defense. Their team defense is superb, but, you know, when you have Mikel Bridges who can stop people and and uh, and, and Jay Crowder who came to the team who's been super as well who can stop people. I mean, you know, Javon Carter who's a stopper at the point guard position. We have guys who can really – defend and and you know everybody is bought in everybody's rotating uh, properly there's so many people on this team that can play down to 12 in my opinion guys have to play hard and have to play focused and Armani's going to leave the guys out on the court that's helping the team win offensively and defensively so I just believe that by the addition you know obviously Mikel was doing it last year by the addition of Jay and then certainly DeAndre deserves some credit he's not as consistent as we'd like him to be but uh, he's starting to become that rim protector that uh, every team needs. I want to ask you about DeAndre Ayton, Tom, and you certainly know something about uh, big men in the NBA. And here locally, we've seen Rudy Gobert improve year after year. He's just gotten so much better. And Ayton comes into the league as the number one pick and a lot of hype, but he's still a young big, right? Probably had a lot of developing to do. And it seems like he's, he's progressing on a pretty rapid pace. Well, we hope we hope he continues to do so. And obviously, you know, Coach Monty's been great for him. Devin has been trying for a long time. Chris Paul, you you know, you kind of need to listen to him. Jay Crowder's been, you know, very outspoken. So it used to be DeAndre would get his 20 and 10. Everybody was satisfied even when we lost. Now that's not the case. I mean, if he, he messes up on a position or on a possession, they let him know about it. They talk to him about it, and, and they're trying to hold him accountable. So I believe his intensity level, coming from the islands, I mean, you know, he's pretty happy to get 20 and 10. And this team, you know, sees that he can do that pretty much just rolling out of bed, and they want to have him protecting the rim, getting offensive rebounds, and, and doing the, the hard work things that uh, he certainly is capable of. He's a great athlete. So the Jazz, when the starters go to the bench uh, at different times during the game, obviously they have Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles, George Niang and Derek Favors. What happens when the Suns go to their bench? Well, their bench has been superb, probably the best bench in the NBA. I mean, Dario Sarge has been coming in, playing real smart, heady basketball. Cam Johnson shoots the stink out of it. He's going to knock down shots. I mean, they have three or four or five point guards that can come in and help. Um, you know, we just got Torrey Craig, who's a, another defensive guy. Uh, you know, uh, Nader, um, who's been hurt a little bit lately. He, he's he's terrific. Uh, and it's just it's just really a strong group. Even Frank Kaminsky has helped this team win some basketball games. They come in, they play hard, they pass the ball as well as any team in the NBA. They shoot as well as any team in the NBA. And they defend, so it's been a really nice combination because if they struggle to score, which doesn't happen very often, they're able to get stops when they need to. Tom Chambers is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Tom, I want to switch gears just a little bit. This is still NBA-related, but it involves uh, your alma mater, the University of Utah as well. They uh, hired a new coach, uh, obviously, but they, they interviewed and talked to Alex Jensen and Johnny Bryant. And Alex Jensen, uh, and, and I'm sure you've run across Alex and Johnny, but Johnny is the, the first assistant in New York under Thibodeau with the Knicks, and Alex Jensen, obviously, first assistant here in Utah uh, with the Jazz, and they had uh, at least to consider you know, taking that head Utah job or, or sticking with it in the NBA and probably hoping for a job uh, in the association later on. Um, if you were in a similar situation, would that have been a difficult decision for you? 
Well, it just depends. I don't know, you know, all of the circumstances or what they're offering or, you know, I, I really don't know. I'm kind of out of the loop as far as that stuff goes. I, I loved Larry. I mean, he had some success, obviously, but a bunch of guys in the NBA and, and seemed to be, you know, a good fit. But uh, if somebody wants to be a head coach and it's, 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 you know, what they're looking at and Alex Jensen or whomever else, I think it, you know, obviously the University of Utah has been very supportive of, of their coaches. They have a great program throughout. I mean, the money's being raised for the different, you know, facilities and stuff is second to none and being the Pac-12 and being, you know, being, you know, competitive right out the get-go. So I, I love that school. I haven't followed as closely lately, you know, to see what's really happening up there, you know, or why Larry was let go. But, uh, uh, it's that'd be you know it'd be a decision you'd have to look at and weigh heavily. I mean, obviously the NBA is is is, is pretty fun. Um, the guys are being spoiled now. The facilities are being built now, and and the way things are done, first class, all the way through. In college, you're recruiting, and you're doing a whole lot of other different things. So it just kind of depends on whether you want to 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 uh, really coach them up, or you want to you know, want to kind of stay in the NBA, where you kind of get spoiled at times. Two part question for you, Tom. First of all. When you got done playing, did you ever have a burning desire to be a coach? Well, you know, I, I actually helped out you know, with Danny Angel and his staff there, you know, helped with the big guys and stuff like that. And I did like it. I did. Uh, but, you know, then I was asked to go into the TV side of it. And, and boy, I've had fun with the TV side of it. And, and the best part for me is I didn't, you know, I didn't need to have a job where I was working 365. And that's pretty much what coaches need to do in these days. In, in you know whether it's college or whether it's you know in, in the NBA they might get a week off or two weeks off in the summer I get the whole summer off and and they've been long summers because the team has been very good so I've had a lot of months to spend up in Utah which I absolutely love being with the family you know being up on the mountain hunting fishing that kind of thing using the horses but I don't think I would be able to have as, as, as enjoyable a life from them from the from you know from most standpoints but um, do I have an itch to coach at times? Yeah, I want to. I want to go tell somebody this or that or the other, and and certainly they would listen to me if I did. But uh, for the most part, I just I just talk about everybody on TV and, and and love it. Slightly related to that, what do you make of the the <laughs> the trend in the NBA toward the uh, the three point shot? Well, you know, it's 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 difficult for me at times. I love Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and 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 they can both shoot threes, but they have the in between shot. Even Steph Curry has the in between shot. So I hate to see it go away where they're saying just shoot a three. You know, threes are dunks basically. I don't like that. You know, you don't get people in foul trouble as much. You know, it's, it's not the old fashioned game that I enjoyed. Certainly, I like people shooting open threes, but just coming down and pulling. Um, it's a different thing. I mean, I, I, you know, Jerry Sloan wouldn't have lasted a week in, in, in today's league with, with the way that is because you, you, you like the, you like the old fashioned play. You know, you get after it, get up in people, guard them. And, uh, and now it's, it's a different thing. It really is. I mean, I can see, you know, shooting some threes and I used to shoot a few myself, but for guys that are shooting 15 threes a game now, that's just, that's just, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. So who is better, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? You know, I'm sure you guys love Donovan, and and, and when we love Devin, <laughs> you know, and they're they're both very similar in what they do. Um, Devin, I think, is in between games a little bit better than Donovan's game. Donovan's more explosive, I believe, than Devin. But they're both all stars, you know, for for years to come in the West and and do what their team needs them to do. And, and I just I just love it. I love that the Jazz have got you know a lot more shooting around Ruby Rudy right now. And, you know, everybody's knocking it down, and they're finding out how to win games by scoring points rather than just stopping people. So I um, love what's going on up there for the Jazz. I'm very happy for you guys. 
Obviously, Quinn Snyder is a gifted coach. Uh, you mentioned Monty Williams earlier. Tell us a little bit about his effect on the Suns. Oh, it's been monumental. I mean, he's just such a consistent, solid, um, says the right things, you know, does the right things, um, uh, you know, holds people accountable. Um, he's just a great guy. I mean, he actually got thrown out of a game this year, and I don't know how because he's never said a curse word in his life, and he had a muffler on his face, so I don't know how that happened. But he, he did that because he felt, you know, his players were being taken advantage of so by the officials. So he's just he's just a godsend for us. He really is. He's just that kind of a guy. Obviously, Quinn has been doing a great job up there. You know, he's, he's a great coach. Monty's perfect for this group to help develop them and, and, and get them where they want. But it doesn't hurt to have, you know, Jay Crowders and, and Chris Pauls who have, who have been around for a long time and know how to work. Tom, taking out the the teams, Phoenix and the Jazz, we're going to see tonight. Do you have a, a favorite in the West? Uh, you know, I, I've always loved watching Steph Curry. I feel bad that those guys aren't better. Um, you know, the Denver Nuggets have been really good in a lot of different ways, but uh, I, you know, as far as winning the West, you know, I, I just think that the Jazz and the Suns are going to be right there, depending on when you know, the two L.A. teams get get back and get healthy. But Denver's now making a run. They made a trade, too. So I just think those five teams are the ones that are going to be there. But watching Damian Lillard's not a bad thing either. That guy, that guy can really play being there from uh, Weber State University. So, Tom, what do you make of these people like uh, when Doc Rivers was asked about, you know, he was asked about who the best teams in the West are. And I'm, I'm looking at Utah and the Suns, and I think I've been impressed by both of these teams. And he kind of just swatted them away and said uh, either the Lakers or the Clippers. What do you make of that kind of judgment? Well, I don't agree with it at all. And, and, you know, I love the fact that, you know, the Nuggets are climbing up there and they're not one of those super, super teams. Certainly the guys, if they're healthy in Brooklyn and they're healthy with, you know, with both of the L.A. teams, they're superstars. You know, they're top ten players in the league, all on, all on you know, three teams. So that makes it difficult if they're healthy, if, if, if they're healthy. And and the thing that's it's really weird, and I don't know if it's even fair, is in the buyout market now, these teams are getting the guys, you know, the Drummonds, who's basically an all-star, signing up for minimum wage, you know, and, 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 and you know, Aldridge. And so I don't like that aspect of the game, uh, you know, what what's, what's transpiring. But it's the rules. They're living by them. They're, they're doing whatever they can. But I don't enjoy, you know, the, the, the teams with just two or three guys, you know, superstars, and then just filling in the blanks with anybody who will take a minimum salary. So I hope it's not successful, to tell you the truth. Well, Tom, thank you for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, guys. Thank you. Tom Chambers uh, currently does TV work for the Suns broadcast uh, as an analyst, but, of course, NBA All-Star Ute legend, former jazz player. Fun yeah. to have him on. He uh, he he was really a good player. I remember watching him play when he was with the Utes, and uh, he was always an influential player and uh, a gifted athlete, no doubt about that. Yeah, he was always uh, it was kind of Stockton and Malone in Utah, and Kevin Johnson to Tom Chambers in in Phoenix, right until Barkley got there. He said he likes to come up here and hunt and fish. I wonder where his spots are. Do you know any idea? <laughs> no, I, I have no clue. I haven't. I haven't gone fishing with Tom. Really? That's surprising no, to I, me. I have not. Not much oh, of a fisherman just, uh, myself, actually. Uh, no. Oh, I thought you were a regular field and stream subscriber. No, I mean I've I've been fishing. I, I enjoy <laughs> it, but I wouldn't call myself much of a fisherman. No. Oh, you're missing out, man. When was the fishing, last time you went fishing? fishing. Oh, it's been a little while for me, but I've been busy lately. 
but uh, I'm not. I'm not like Tom. I don't get the entire summer off. But I used to fish all over the world. Really, I, I, I fished quite a bit, and I really enjoyed it. But not, not much of a hunter. All over the world. Go, I don't want to go out and kill Bambi. But uh, but uh, Dory, you're fine with. <laughs> Give me a nice smoked Nemo. Yeah. Cool. Cool to skewer Nemo. Just leave Bambi out of this. Somebody told me they saw that, that special, that documentary that's on, I don't know, one of the, one of the networks or whatever about uh, all the, how the pollution in the oceans is uh, having an adverse effect on uh, fish and whatnot. What? Yeah, made, yeah, it's not good for the fish? No, it's not. Breaking it, uh, news. Said that, in fact, that person was uh, a, a regular consumer of uh, seafood and now has sort of backed off from that. I don't know. Anyway, that was good to hear from Tom. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.